morning. Welcome to Crime Talk BK. This is Joanna Perpich, along with my wonderful co-host, Megan Duffy. Girl! <laughs> hey, Megan. It's been a little while. It's been a while. How was your holiday? Oh, my wonderful. It's amazing. I fully recommend everyone to go to Florida for in oh. November. <laughs> did you get your fruitcake? No, I did not get my fruitcake. <laughs> Um, well, there's still time. Christmas is coming. Yeah, we'll get one for Christmas. I was actually talking to my parents about um, our show and Collins Street Bakery, and uh, we should we should eat it on the air. Oh, we should. Okay, so I'm going to get my parents to mail us. Right. I guess we could just order one ourselves. I'll get them to mail it. That sounds okay. like more fun. Um, get make them we pay should, for a yeah. fifty dollar fruit cake. We can. Yeah, we can give our listeners a. a live taste test but it was just so funny though because my mom is like what are you talking about fruitcake that stuff is terrible and i'm like mom you bought it for my grandma for years and she's like well it does have crystallized pineapple in it and that was your grandmother's favorite i'm like okay oh how is roxy oh roxy and arthur are doing well um yeah it's it's always fun seeing family um and I managed to not get sunburned. Although I was upset because this year we didn't go to the um, alligator rescue. And so I couldn't pet an alligator. <gasps> I know. I want to pet an alligator. That's always top of my list when I go to Florida. I like the fan boats. I like, I'm like a swamp person. Like the beach is nice, but I just want to be like covered in mud with like crawfish in both hands screaming at an alligator. I'm down. I did that. I did the fan boat and pet alligators in New Orleans. It's a I'm lot so of fun. It's so good. Those <gasps> fan boat rides are fun. I'm going to try to go to New Orleans this Christmas for a day. I'm going in January. You are? Yeah. Like, I'm going in and March. Uh, so you should come down for a day. We should. Thank I'm you. not going to. I'm going to be working actually in January. I'm working over literally New Year's. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, I, um, uh, yeah. I'm also going in March though. So yeah? think about it. We can do a <laughs> fan boat live from the fan boat. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what? Maybe that would be, and, and, and like the guy steering it has his headphones on. He's just like screaming unintelligibly at us. Like, what are these girls yeah. doing? Yeah. Right. So much fun. How was Minnesota? You got lost snow. Uh, it was like Chinese water torture. You wake up every day and it's snowing every day until Monday afternoon, the sun came out Mm -hmm. and then it went down. And then of course, you know, also the roads are frozen, so you can only drive when the sun is up. Yeah. Yeah. It was, look, hanging out with family was great. Hanging out with my bestie for her birthday was wonderful. I brought her for her birthday. Uh, these champagne glasses, but they're champagne bongs instead, like like a beer bong, but for champagne. Oh they're called Chambong. Okay. Huge hit. We loved it. We used it all weekend. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then... I highly recommend a Chambong. I'm going to look this <laughs> up. Yeah. Chambong. We've got a really... Yeah. Um, oh, that is weird. So it's, it's like a crazy. glass, but with like a straw? 
Yeah, it's like a champagne flute, except it's the stem is bent, and so you pour the champagne in it with your finger over the the bottom of it. The way it's set up is like the minute you put that straw into your mouth, it just shoots into your gullet. Like it's crazy. That's like so. You all are basically doing um, like keg stands, but with champagne, right? I love it. So Shambong has like this website and their tag is because it's awesome. Because it's awesome. The box, (laughs) I didn't know this because I bought it as a gift for her. The box says classy AF on it. So uh, it's now our new regifting box between each other. That is wild. Yeah, I see classy, classy as fuck. (laughs) Oh my God. It's so much fun. I think I'm going to get you... And friend of the show, Ashton, a pair of these. Oh, my God. As a housewarming gift. Um, I love champagne, so I am so for it. <laughs> um, it looks like a pain in the ass to wash, though. Oh, whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. The, their marketing people are brilliant. It's like, fill the void, crush karaoke, make your parents proud. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so we need to get Shambong to become sponsors of Radio Free Brooklyn so that we can actually, like, do an on-air uh, ad for them. Um, this is just us endorsing products we love. This is totally unaffiliated <laughs> with yes. the show. This is my new favorite product to date. Oh, my God. This is the Shambong. Like, only you would find that. <laughs> I was, okay, also, I need to tell you, I was a little tipsy going through the gift shop in my sister's Park Slope, on my sister's neighborhood, and there it was. So, it was sort of meant to be. (laughs) That's amazing. I should have bought more than one set, though. I should have bought, like, three or four. Yeah. Um... Well, uh, I have a, uh, message... About uh, a Radio Free Brooklyn fundraiser. Oh, yes. Yeah. Drive to five. Oh, you remembered. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes. Radio Free <laughs> Brooklyn's drive to, five, drive to Five fundraising campaign is underway. Um, this May, Radio Free Brooklyn turns five years old. And so we're hoping um, to uh, raise $25,000. Um both in honor of our five-year anniversary and because we are a nonprofit and, you know, it'd be really awesome if we could raise the money. Um, But since we think that raising money should be fun and we want to incentivize our lazy bastard listeners, um, Mm -hmm. each month we'll be bringing um, these fun challenges with great prizes. And um, so the first challenge is a trivia quiz to find out just how well you know RFE. The top five scorers will win a limited edition RFB t-shirt. Um, now, too. I don't quite know where this, um, where this uh, trivia quiz is taking place. It's, uh, it's online. Oh, okay. It's online. Did you take it? Have you taken it yet? I, yes. And because I'm only a year into RFB, I failed miserably. We should take it so, on. Would it ruin it if we took it on air? 
I guess because then uh, people would know the questions. Yeah. There's a G- when you log on to RFB though, there's a giant link right at the top of the page yeah. that says take the quiz. So what we should do is the last day that the quiz is open, we should take it. We should do it on air. We should record ourselves. Okay. Taking the quiz. I don't know. I think that would be I'm fun. A- I want to take the quiz. I'm sure I'll get everything wrong. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I think I think the I think I only got the bike shop. Oh, yeah. Radio Free Brooklyn. Um, Okay, guys, I'm going to help you out because we love our listeners so much. Radio Free Brooklyn used to be in the basement of a bike shop. Yes. Yes, Queen. It was. And And, uh, my my friend of the show, Pat Hillsman, he's also the host of the (coughs) Apocalcast. Everyone, please listen. It's wild. Um. So he was one of the first podcasts with Radio Free Brooklyn, and he said that when he had guests on, they were all worried that they were going to get murdered. Ah. Because his show was um, like recorded like 11 at night, and yeah. you have this closed bike shop and this like seedy, like a descending staircase into the basement Super or creepy something. Neighborhood. Yeah. Anyway, good times. Um. Also, I. Uh, as part of our promotion for our drive to five, um, you uh, can dial in and leave us a message letting us know why you love RFB and we'll play it on air. Uh, that phone number for the message is 718-673-8201. Again, and slower, is 718-673-8201. And... Um, Tell us why you love Radio Free Brooklyn. Woo. All right. Um, Megan, what what you got this week? Uh, Well, there's some impeachment tea. I've got uh, a little, I think I'm going to save my happiest thing. This uh, purse makes intrepid journey back to owner on sub after subway separation. That's like restoring humanity. So I think we'll save that to the end. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And I don't have any happy ones this week. Sorry. I have uh, a dog fighting ring. Oh. Yeah. And then um, the trial for the uh, the guy who shot the L&B Spumoni Gardens owner mm-hmm. uh, had closing arguments. So I got that. And then, of course, Weinstein. Let's start with impeachment tea because I think we should just make it its own segment because let's face it, it's not going away. It's not going away. Okay, so uh, a couple things happened over our holiday break. Mainly the um, House Judiciary Committee held a public hearing and had uh, law professors come in and testify uh, about the legality of the impeachment and the investigation and Trump's actions, mm-hmm. right? And so this was kind of just to determine, like, whether or not these things we're talking about are impeachable and, like, what does the Constitution say? What's the precedent? Right. Right. So, yeah. So him putting him, you know, like, he's basically cheating to get reelected by asking you know, for the investigation, just by asking for the investigation, right? Yeah. Not, not, we're not even talking about withholding the aid, which is a whole, that's a whole nother back and forth, but there is 
proof that he released the aid after he found out that there was a whistleblower complaint. But let's not, not that, that's like too much minutia to go into today. Mm-hmm. So what I am going to say is, though, that uh, on Friday, more than 500 legal scholars signed an open letter asserting that President Trump committed impeachable conduct and that lawmakers would be acting well within their rights if they ultimately voted to remove him from office. Mm. These, well, like all of these, I mean, like from across the country. Yeah. Uh, you know, all the IVs for sure. But then University of Michigan, you should in Minnesota. They all, the letter I will read a quote from says, there is overwhelming evidence that the president betrayed his oath of office by seeking to use presidential power to pressure a foreign government to help him distort an American election for his personal and political benefit at the direct expense of national security interests as determined by Congress. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's that. Then I want to uh, also address (laughs) Devin Nunez. Let's talk about this guy for a hot second. Okay. Yeah, he's a GOPer from California. He's the, I forgot his title, but it, uh, he's the minority leader in the House of Representatives. And he led the GOP uh, uh, bullshit train in the House impeachment inquiry. Yeah. Next to Adam Schiff, next mm-hmm. to our beloved Adam Schiff. So he, okay, so the, the the basic premise for this story is that he, it came out that he was conducting his own investigation into Ukraine mm-hmm. and the corruption over there, uh, basically to shore up the president's claims. Also, I mean, everybody needs to know that the Ukraine 2016 scandal was a, uh, rumor plot created by Russian security and uh, to spread disinformation and create division within the country and they were completely fucking successful because here we sit. Yes. So, all right. Uh, Nunez, uh, it was reported that Nunez was doing this. Uh, Lev Parnas, who is an associate of Rudy Giuliani, who is now under a federal indictment says that this was happening. Nunez says, no, it's not. And right after Nunez says, no, it's not, uh, the House Intelligence Committee publishes phone records where Nunez and Lev Parnas had a 18-minute conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though Nunez says he's never met the man. Right. So there's this whole back and forth in, uh, with Lev Parnas's attorney saying, uh, Mr. Nunez, no, it actually happened. You're lying, blah, blah, blah. So the bottom line is Nunez should have recused himself from these hearings from the beginning because he he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. This week, Devin Nunez has sued for $435 million. CNN... And I think the Daily Beast for reporting on Lev Parnas's statements 
That's not, he's not going to win that. What's even the point? No, he's not going to win. No, he's, uh, apparently I, I was looking into Mr. Nunez's litigation history. He's a, he's a litigious motherfucker. He likes to sue people when people say things that he doesn't like about him. <clears throat> so, you know, essentially what will happen is the attorneys for CNN will file a motion to dismiss based on fair reporting and it'll, it, it should go away. Mm-hmm. But depending on which judge we get, because the GOP has also been, uh, <laughs> judge stacking, flooding, flooding the, the courts with conservative judgeships. Uh, you know, we'll see, but, but he did file it. So there it is. Hmm. He filed, also filed it in Virginia. So federal court in Virginia. So we'll see how that goes. Hmm. We'll have to keep hmm. an eye out on that for sure. Uh, impeachment. Like I'm obsessed with it. It keeps me, it, this is a historical, it's a historical moment. It, it is not unconstitutional. This is what the founding fathers were afraid of, that we were going to get a, a guy like Trump in there to, he was going to try and turn it into a monarchy or a dictatorship. Mm-hmm. Exactly what that con- the Constitution was framed for. So, come on, people. <sighs> I know. It's very, you know, I, I, I think I'm pretty good at keeping up with politics and the news. And I... I it does wear on you. I mean, we're like on the verge of a constitutional crisis and we absolutely are because the fucking GOP in the Senate was briefed on on the rumor a long time ago. So the Republicans in the Senate know that it's false news. Mhm. So if we get to the trial, which we will, and they don't convict him, the GOP is saying everything that he did was okay. Yeah. Protect our guy. I just, uh, I hope that the Democratic Party never does something like this. Oh, fuck's sake. And that will. I just, now the GOP is like, but it's Christmas time. I'm like, oh, let's <laughs> not forget that you filed the articles of impeachment while Bill Clinton was lighting the goddamn national tree. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm sorry. My rage. It gets my rage going. I just, politics is like a nasty business. It is a nasty, nasty business. On both sides of the aisle. I'm not saying the Democrats are angels. By any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, but Trump is not (laughs) like... mm. The man cheats at golf with kids he cheats did he really do that google trump cheats (sighs) just google it it's crazy like he can't like he cheats like he learned this from his dad cheat just cheat everything's fine cheats on taxes cheats uh property shit like cheats at golf cheats cheats on his wife he cheats oh my goodness commander in cheats how uh, golf explains Trump. Right. That's nuts. Impeach the cheat. Impeach the cheat. Please. Hey, that's actually pretty good branding. Hashtag you should tweet that. impeach the cheat. I was just complaining at work the other day that, like, 
I feel like every if you have like more than like three different reporters saying something, it gets like packaged into a brand and given a clever name. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, it's great because it helps you like remember news, but it can also be like really annoying. I would give a pass yeah. to um, what was it again? Impeach the cheat. Impeach the cheat. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm, di- I'm, you know, hashtag impeach the shape. Like, do it, people. Get rid of them. Just get rid of them. I'll take Mike Pence until 2020. He'll be a lame duck, and then we can have an election. Mike Pence over. is awful, too. Anyway, um, all right. So, what, got? what do I have? Um, I guess I'm going to start at the top with what I think is probably most prescient to. New Yorkers, uh, which is uh, Uber has released um, a safety report. Uh, This is something that people have been asking uh, Uber, Lyft, ride-sharing apps to do for a very long time uh, because for, I guess, since the beginning of Uber, there have been allegations of sexual assault um, against passengers. And so Uber did a study, and they found that um, more than... 3,000 sexual assaults were reported in the U.S. in 2018. From Uber? In, from Uber, yeah. In Uber cars. That's a lot. Yes. Um, so the breakdown is um, 235 rapes. Oh, my God. Um, let me see. There were actually nine murders. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. And then, um, let me see, non-consensual touching. Um, it's close yeah. to around, like, 1,500. Non-consensual kissing is um, 570. Um, let me see, like, attempted rate, 300, straight-up rate. Jesus Christ. Um, for uh, tw- 2018 is 235. Sorry, I was accidentally reading the 2017 numbers, um, but they are, like, pretty close. Um, like, the attempted rape is 280. 280. In 2017, it was 300. Oh, my God. Yeah. Makes you think twice about taking an Uber. I know. Well, okay, so I will say this is, is that I think that New York does it right, uh, where... Uber Uber drivers in New York are registered under the Taxi and Limo Commission. Yeah. You know, they have the... And they're not in cabs, but they have the stickers with the, with the ID number, you know. And mm-hmm. so the people who've gotten these licenses are just, I think, better tracked. Um, and I, No, I agree. I mean, there's no other city in the United States that uses taxis like we do. Yeah. So. And so, and so, like, in New York, if you order a cab, because I actually order Lyft to get to the show in the mornings. Yeah, me too. I use Uber. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so I was, like, reading these stats, and then I saw my Uber driver, and I'm like, oh. Uh, but, you know, like, you have, like, the sticker, and they have, like, the driver's license for um, taxi and limo. So, um, God forbid, if something does happen, there is, I think it's like a little bit easier for to find justice, hopefully. And then also in general, like 
uh, these folks are treating it more as like their like job. Right. You know, like they've paid yeah. thousands of dollars for this license. They're not going to try to fuck it up. Whereas right. like when I get Ubers in Houston, it's some like college kid and he's just like, oh, I just want to make a few bucks when I'm home for the holidays. He picks me up in his like van. Yeah, they don't have the special license plates. They don't. Yeah. You know, it's not. I know. I'm totally with you. And I mean, like for sure, I've heard stories about stuff happening in New York that'll make your hair curl. But uh, that, that's what yeah, I tell myself. Regular taxi drivers have been doing that in New York, too, for a long time. So yeah. that's not that's not put the blame on Uber. But still, I mean, I think Uber does need to have a stronger um, vetting process for these drivers because I don't even I don't think they keep up with like background checks and I'm not sure how strong their policy is. I mean, it sounds like this report is definitely a step in the right direction. um, But now they need to kind of maybe be rethinking how it internally functions you know if we're seeing these kind of high and then of course some of these claims are also um passenger against passenger you know so if you're doing the like the uh ride share for cheap you know so of course that's going to be included in this as well but also like nine murders in 2018 that's a that's a lot for just uber I'm, like, not into that stat at all. I'm really grateful that when I take one up to the radio show in the mornings that it's usually a guy from my hood that just got on yeah. his shift. Yeah. I mean, I don't take them at night. I, I would be interested to see, like, what the breakdown is of, like, when this happens. Because we, I think, often think about these crimes as happening at night. But who knows? I mean, you're literally in a stranger's car. They can take you wherever they want. Right. I do take them at night, too, but uh, it's usually not very far. It's usually from yeah. my sister's house or, mm-hmm. like, the Slope or Coney Island or something. So it's a very short oh. ride. And I I rarely take a shared ride. I had one Uber driver I, who tried to drive me. a bit me. of a prima donna. Yeah. <laughs> I had one Uber driver who tried to drive me to Connecticut because Connecticut has, like, a similar street as the street I lived on. What? And I was kind of drunk and I was like falling asleep a little bit and I woke up and we're on the highway. I'm like, we're not going the right way. And he's like, yes, we are. Uh, this is like the way I always take. I'm like, no, it's not. You need to like pull over like now. Okay. Don't you think he should have asked you, hey, are you, you driving Connecticut? to Connecticut instead of Brooklyn? Just saying. I know. I was, that was kind of scary. And That's I had to, like, I got terrifying. into, like, a yelling match with him. Like, I was, like, really, like, angry and because he That's refused terrifying. to turn the car around. Oh, girl. Jesus. I mean, he did, but I was. I mean, I just have this vision of you, like, doing a tuck and roll out of a moving car. We were on, on the, the highway. highway. I know. Oh, I don't remember. I, I told him I was getting on the call with like Lyft, cust- like Uber customer service, like while we were driving. I'm like, this is not right. right. And when I like started saying stuff like that, he got off and turned around. But I was pissed. It's scary. Ooh. But anyway, um, and apparently I'm not the only one who um, has some misgivings. 
Um, a Connecticut woman um, filed a lawsuit against Uber last month, claiming that she was sexually assaulted by her driver. And then um, London has actually refused to renew Uber's license to operate in the city um, wow. in November okay. uh, following concerns over uh, safety issues um, <clears throat> about imposter drivers. Um, that's, that's fair. Also, the, uh, I, I'm sure that the London Taxi Commission had something to do with that because those gents go to school for years. Do they really? spend thousands of dollars training to drive a black cab in London. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that they had something to do with that, too. Anyway, I think Uber is... I mean, so many of these tech companies, they're all like, oh, it's so convenient. And I mean, it is, but there's also a reason why things have been done the way they've been done often. Look, when I'm in Minnesota, I'm grateful to have an Uber because there's like seven cabs in Minneapolis proper. Yeah. And they're really expensive. But I mean, they're- like... Having legislation, <laughs> having oversight and watchdogs is very important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so that is my update on it, to just give everyone that little like spark of fear next time you take an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else have you got? Um, well, let's talk about Weinstein because it does also address the bail change. Okay, okay. So, uh, this week, prosecutors uh, said in Manhattan court they want to increase Weinstein's bail from a million to $5 million in cash, claiming he has had dozens of violations related to ankle monitoring, ankle monitor tampering, uh, 56 times to be precise. 56 times he's messed with his ankle monitor. Sometimes the device couldn't be found because it was out of cell service. Sometimes the two-part monitoring device pieces were left at home. 56 times? Come on. Mr. Weinstein. What's up with these uh, rich old guys thinking they can get away with rape? Honestly. Honest to fucking goggle. I don't know. Uh, So, okay, let me see. Blah, blah, blah. Weinstein, whether he gets hit with more bail or changes his ankle monitor restrictions is complicated by criminal justice reforms passed earlier this year. New legislation, which gets rid of cash bail for most misdemeanors and nonviolent felonies, ding, 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 Mm -hmm. also places more stringent restrictions on imposing electronic monitoring on the defendant. The judge who's presiding over the case said that he understands the law, um, and then he's going to have to contemplate this, and they'll be back in court on Wednesday to decide if Mr. Weinstein's bail will be increased. Mm-hmm. <sighs> 56 times. Yeah. That, oh, I mean, like, just put him on house arrest. Yeah, like, what is up with this? Like, he's on trial for all these horrible things, and he's going to comedy nights. He went to his heck. He wasn't heckling personally, but 
Like his people, like he's just, his presence alone is intimidating. Now, what the fuck ever? Mm-hmm. You clearly are not understanding what you did wrong. Yeah, he probably doesn't even think he did anything wrong. Exactly. He, he clearly doesn't if he's... Like, I just got naked in front of the intern. <laughs> Everybody does yeah, it. Everybody does it. I, All I, my people hide my primes. Full disclosure, I'm not sure if he actually got naked in front of an intern, but I'd imagine that's something that he would think is a good idea. I'm pretty sure he did. Did he? Anyway. Uh, Okay. Anyway, so there's this. And and people, there should be more outrage. There should be more outrage that this is actually happening to a rich white guy. I feel bad because I, I think that there's like a part of me that just can't feel outrage anymore. I think that's all I feel right now. Oh. <laughs> I'm living in a constant state of outrage. Like, I was thinking this the other day is that, like, I think that my brain has like short circuited and like maxed out the amount of bad news I can hear. Mm. Um, God, I'm sorry I said that. I know that there can always be more bad news. There's going to be more. Girl. But, like, You're knock young. on wood. There's going to be a lot more bad news coming but your way. I do feel a little just, like, like fatigued and almost veering into apathy, which is something that I try so hard to avoid. But I do think that it's it's just difficult right now because... It's like you have like the Hong Kong protests have been scaling up. Like we cannot forget about folks over there. No, um, I don't. I don't forget about no. But I choose. I see your point though. Like there's so much shit. We are in a constant state of crisis, and with the 24 hour news cycle, it's just like bam, 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 bam. Hit you, hit you, hit you, hit you, hit you. I get. I get your point. I totally understand it. I think I'm made for 24-hour rage. I think that's part of my psyche, who I'm supposed to be. Well, I'm glad that we have people who can continue the rage when <laughs> when others falter. I will rage on in in your absence. Uh, let me see. Oh, I have another thing that's, like, very ragey. Is, okay. um, so... When I first saw the headlines for this, it seemed a little bit, like, weird. Um, But it actually has some, like, pretty scary implications. Uh, So, uh, federal officers have recently intercepted 3,000 fake driver's license and about 3,000 more, uh, like, blank ones. Um, Oh, I saw this. Yeah. Tell me about it. So, this was in Kentucky. So why are we talking about it in New York? Um, So uh, the IDs were actually headed to New York. Um, They were shipped from China. And so they're just Mm -hmm. like en route and they just like snatched the truck or whatever. So this is important because one of the shipments was headed towards a convicted child rapist in um, like the metro area. And Okay. Bulk shipment or just... An ID. I think it was... To the child rapist. It's unclear. I was under the assumption that it was more than one. 
Like, I don't know how big the shipment was, but it wasn't like, here's just like one ID. Okay. I'm just going to go with the child rapist had other child rapist friends and he will distribute them. Oh, no. That's not what he's doing. It's worse than that. Oh, Oh, shit. So what they do is these folks is part of the grooming process is like a teenager or like a, like a 14 year old or someone will be like, Hey, can I get a fake ID? Oh no. Yeah. Because a lot of these were for minors. And so the, the thinking is, is that, um, these like child sex rings (coughs) use fake IDs as a like initial contact with these kids. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, like, look how attractive that is. If you're 14, 15, you got a shitty life. Oh, look, I can go buy cigarettes. I can, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they're like, oh, I can buy you liquor. And then it's like, oh, well, you know, I can get you a fake, but can you do this for me? And then, oh, and then it just escalates, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when I read that, it made my skin crawl. Because at first, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, like, if I was a sex offender, yeah, I would want a fake ID, too. And then I, like, actually read the article and was just horrified. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. And then one more thing that I wanted to flag was was that um, I'm in this, like, Houston True Crime group. And this woman was taking photos of these, it's like these plastic signs on the side of the road. And it's like, make fast money, call. And it has, like, a phone number. Or it's like, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. do you want, like, a extra job, high school student? And this woman was saying, she's like a mom, and she said that her child was interested in one of these, like, $20 an hour to tutor, you know, type of ads. Right. And so the child called, and they set it up, and it was great. And then the mom was like, oh, well, did they ask you for, like, a 1099, like a tax form or something? And the kid's just like, no. And so then mom called just to get more information. And the guy on the other end, like, screamed at her, hung up, changed the phone number, and never contacted them again. Ah! And so her point was, was that when you see these signs, that could potentially be um, the hook for sex trafficking. It could. I mean, like, not always, but also, you know, like, if you want to hire someone, maybe don't print out a sign on the side of the highway that only has a phone number. You know? Uh. So it's just uh, kind of like, I mean, it's the world it's, is a horrible dark place. Yeah, and just just to keep you aware, like I did not know that. You know, like I've been unemployed answering sketchy ass things on Craigslist, and it's just kind of like um, sometimes there's like sketchy because they don't want to pay you. Sometimes it's sketchy because they literally want to turn you into a slave. Right. So. I would like to point out that there's a white van rumor going around on Facebook. Yeah, what is that? I don't even... Okay. Some bullshit fucker... This is why I posted, I bought a white van. Um, Someone started something where everybody in a white van is, is, is driving around town trying to kidnap the women. Okay. That's what... It's like, not all, no, that's not a true thing. Like, you know, let's use some rational thinking here. And so this whole Facebook meme thing came and everybody was like, 
what all women need to watch out for all the white bands. And I'm like, could you, could you just, the world is already a fucked up place. Do you really need to start sparking bullshit fear in people? The white band thing isn't real. People calm down. This it's is not. definitely a now, creepypasta run rampant. It is t- totally. Now, should you be alert with a couple of guys lurking around your neighborhood in a van? Sure. Definitely. Doesn't need to be a white van. Oh, I have a question for you. Um, mm-hmm. as woman to woman. Um sure. if you ever like say you're in a parking lot, you pull into a spot, and then you realize that like the person that the car next to you has just a person sitting in it. Mm-hmm. And then there have been times where I get creeped out and I actually will like exit the passenger side. <laughs> I will back out of that spot and go find another one. Oh, that's probably smarter. If the hair on the back of my neck is standing up, I will exit the situation and go find a new one. I feel like I may be too accustomed to, like, shitty Houston parking, but, like, I've definitely have, like, sat in my car, like, locked until the other person leaves, or I've, like, crawled to exit out of, like, another door, or even, like, (laughs) gone into my car so that I don't have to walk between... The person and my door. Yeah, well, I you know I grew up in Minnesota with parking ramps everywhere. The parking ramps creep me out. They really do. Lots fine ramps. They're dark. They're not lit well. You can't see everything. You can't see anything. It's just it's yeah. So uh, my my parents were like, listen to your instincts. It's the only thing you have. If you're not feeling comfortable, leave the situation. That includes mm-hmm. the parking spot. If there's a person sitting in the car next to you, why are they sitting there? And they're not, like, it's not a woman, like, you know. Rummaging through a person. I do that all the time. And, it's, yeah. You're not singing to the radio. <laughs> no. If, if something is off and your body is telling you, all of a sudden you get a wave of anxiety. Time to go. Yeah. Uh, so what else should, should be giving us anxiety this week? Uh, well, the dog fighting ring. Mm-hmm. I need, this is okay. Trigger warning. Cause this is really, this is really fucked up. Uh, four men were arrested this week in relation to a dog fighting and drug ring which was actually found out from uh, during a identity theft investigation. Which is, you know, uh, the gentleman's names are Jose Gator Rivera, 55, Evans Hustle Fuentes, 39, Benito Gittins, and Edward Big Mike Johnson. Uh, dozens of pit bulls in various states of abuse, mm. a dead dog in a freezer, multiple treadmills, weighted vests, breaking sticks, whatever that ma- fucking means, uh, seven kilos of heroin, and fentanyl, and handguns. Yeah. Mm. So, 29 abused dogs were taken from uh, the four men's homes 
uh, they're now with the ASPCA. Four dogs were seized from Fuentes's Harlem apartments. These dogs have been starved and beaten. Uh, Fuentes trained the pit bulls. Johnson coordinated the fight. Gittins worked as an unlicensed veterinary clinic worker, treated the injuries, and euthanized dogs too badly hurt to recover from the fight. Oh. Yeah. These pieces of shit. Um, the four have been charged with conspiracy, animal fighting, failure to feed the dogs. Uh, also, the one thing, the one good thing our fucking president has done is signed a bill saying that animal, animal abuse is not a federal crime. Good. I can't believe it wasn't before. I know. Uh, there's drug trafficking charges pending against Rivera. And one of these guys, I think it's Rivera, uh, everybody else has been released on their own recognizance. And Rivera, because he has trafficking charges prior, uh, is being held on $400,000 hmm. bond. This took place in Harlem in the Bronx. The Bronx uh, was fighting location. Well, I have um, a little spark of sunshine at the end of that just because this is like so sad. I know. I do too. I have the I have the the, the purse thing, but please please do you first. Mine's related to pit bulls. Oh okay. I gotta tell you, I love a pity. They're the sweetest fucking dogs ever. They are. Oh, so while you were talking, I looked up a pit bull rescue and adoption agency here on Long Island. Mm -hmm. So if you've been moved by this story or if you know any pit bulls who are not in a good situation and need some help, um, I have some very badass people for you. They're called the New York Bully Crew. These guys, so many tats, such cute little coochie coo faces. To these I puppies. Them on I love them so much. <laughs> so oh, my good. heart. So oh, my God. This is so hard. Mm-hmm. I'm like looking through here and I'm about to like adopt everyone. Um, all right. So I'm going to give everybody the number or the place where they can donate. So it's New York, it's nybullycrew.org. And then on their website, you can um, donate, and it's, like, very straightforward, um, $20, $5, like, you know, like, anything that you can. And um, they have dogs up for adoption. They have, you can, like, volunteer. Um, let me see, to be, like, a dog walker, or they have merch. Oh, my Lord. I know. Oh, they have a patch. <laughs> I know they're so cute. I just, I love, I love them so much. If I was a patch person, I would get one from the New York Bully Crew. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. They have I, cute uh, T-shirts. They have a dog sweater. Okay, I've got to stop gushing over this. Let's get your, let's get your, your funny one. Okay. Okay. So this is this. I read this early in the week. It's humanity a little bit restored. So on Monday, 
a woman named Ashley Patrick exited a downtown Q train at Herald Square. And just as the door is closed, she realized that she had left her purse inside. Oh. That happens. But, okay. So, frantically, she started tweeting to the MTA. Her tweet says, I just left my purse on the queue headed downtown. It has my wallet, headphones, and my son's new gloves. My husband just lost his job, and there's no way I can replace the things that were in there. If there's ever a time for a Christmas miracle, this is it. And it happened. It happened for her. Uh, Within an hour, it had been retweeted 5,000 times and racked over 17,000 faves. Uh, Patrick, uh, she's tweeted the update bag found thanks to benevolent strap hanger, uh, noting that he, a man found her purse and retweeted that I have your bag and, um, all of her stuff was still in it hmm. except for the headphones, which, you know, oh, fine. Um, but he didn't, he didn't take the headphones. Someone, I don't know. Maybe they fell out or whatever. That's amazing. The Turner um, also received not many accolades, but uh, Venmo gifts. Yeah. Yeah. So not only did Miss Patrick get her bag back, but Damien Conde, who is the purse returner, received unexpected rewards and accolades for doing the right thing. That's sweet. You know, and, sometimes like, New Yorkers are just the most wonderful people. I gotta say. Like, I've I'm had... Really happy to be a New Yorker. I've had... Well, like, about like a month or two ago, I left my purse in a park. And yes, we, this... We've talked about that. Yeah, <laughs> right? It's amazing. Office worker, like, finds me, and she finds me on Facebook, and she DMs me. And I'm like, oh, that's where it went, you know? Mm-hmm. Um... And it's like, I don't know, like, someone tried to mug me once, and this old woman, like, came to my rescue. <laughs> like, it's, just, it's real, you know. It's real. We need to... humanity. My faith in humanity was restored by reading that article this week. I just thought, can I leave in a constant state of rage? So, this is, this makes me happy to be a New Yorker. <laughs> because I would do the same thing. I would pick up the purse and you know try, you try to find, find them and, yeah try and find them yeah yeah i mean like i don't want your stuff i have too much of my own I crap know. i don't want your stuff but i know how it is to lose my stuff i know it's so stressful too. i've lost my, i've had my wallet stolen i've lost my wallet my phone situation yeah. like it's it's a disaster and it's a very disconcerting feeling to to feel that so i would i would you know yeah i would do damien conde the way he did so yeah so there it is that's my happy note yeah um good people in the world well i think we should end on that now that we all have the warm fuzzies Mm. um well thank you for um joining us for crime talk bk uh we love our listeners and uh, we love join... our listeners. Thank you for making us very popular. I don't understand. I'm so appreciative. I don't get it. But anyway, I don't uh... either. <laughs> also, I want to thank John 
from Race to the Bottom for getting us a killer shout out right before. John always shouts out our shows. We're going to do, I think we should do like a two hour special where we just blur the shows together. I think that would be great. That would be a lot of fun. We have to, yeah. We can do, oh my God. So I want to do that and then maybe we can do like some sort of like, I'm going to find like some sort of true crime trivia quiz for us to take during the show. Oh, that's great. This will happen, but unfortunately, um, I started a new job and I am very busy, so it has to be after Christmas. That well, look, let's just all get through the holidays and we'll put that on our radar. All right, thank you so much, everybody. This is Crime Talk BK. Please join us um, Friday at two p.m. Right? Yep, two p.m. Replay. Um, and of course, for new episodes every Saturday, eleven a.m. to noon. And if you find that your hands are still willing Then you can turn a murder into art There really isn't any need for bloodshed You just do it with a little more finesse If you can slip a tablet into someone's coffee Just bothers you much less